Hello and welcome to the Oh Dear Podcast. My name is Christian Durant, Senior Vice President of the Oh Dear Podcast, Oh Dear Nation, Oh Dear Network, Oh Dear Weekly, Oh Dear Limited, and all subsidiaries therein for to which. Joined uh, with me, as always, are my... Yeah, I fucking... I was like, dude, I'm killing them, I'm killing them, I'm killing them. I put pressure on myself and I fucked it up and I realized I forgot. Joining me to talk about the things that would make your mother say, Oh Dear, are my two co-hosts. Brett Rabel, the Nick Whitmer. That's right. Oh, yeah. That's right. You were so good, man. You just got in your own head. You got <laughs> I got in my own head. A little, little performance anxiety. Yeah. I was like an Olympic gymnast who's like doing the 360. I'm like, I nailed it. I nailed it. No. And then you see your dad in the crowd. <laughs> like Tanya Harding, you see your mom in the crowd looking at you like fucking paying the crowd. Shaking the head. <laughs> That's okay, buddy. You did add Odier oh Weekly, which is our new – that's our new uh, zine. Yeah. That's our new online zine. <laughs> zine. <Yeah. laughs> I love it. Um, so that's where we – you know, I think there should be some Odier oh fan fiction, by the way. I, I'm disappointed oh at our listeners. I'm disappointed at our listeners not writing Odier oh fanfic where, you know – Christian and I are in a love affair and um, <laughs> we're trying to keep it from Whit. We're trying to keep it from Whitmer and <laughs> I don't know. I just think there's a lot there. Yeah. Uh <laughs> some that'd be what is that that Japanese art where they make like uh characters kiss each other? Porn. Porn. <laughs> <laughs> and the generals are blurry and uh no. which I don't even mind generals being blurry because generals are gross looking. Yeah, it is like if you substitute them for tentacles, you're like, yeah, that fits too. (laughs) I think I saw like an Anthony Bourdain episode where they they met, they they literally interviewed the guy who invented tentacle rape. (laughs) And you think about it as like this dirty, crazy, what the fuck's wrong with you thing? But it was actually created because like Japan had all these crazy laws where you weren't allowed to show anything like in the head they were written very specifically of like you will not be able to show a penis going into vagina so the guy's like fine i'll make a fucking octopus tentacle go into pussy instead what are you gonna do that (laughs) it was actually like this like fringe like very like countercultural like thing so like i've always always, yeah (laughs) (laughs) no it's just funny because it's like Mm. it's become like i think for some people like a thing they're into or whatever but it started as just like a ha 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 look what I got away with. <laughs> I've always said that, you know, tentacle porn, I've always said it's very punk rock. I've always believed. <laughs> I'm like, this reminds me of the Stooges and the Ramones and <laughs> That's very interesting. Yeah. That is always Same how it is. It's badass. It's just there's a loophole. By the way, there is a uh in my house there's a punk rock band that uh, practices here. I don't know nice. if I told you guys that. Yeah, um, I remember. Yeah, but uh, yeah, my roommate Jacques is great dude. He's in a punk rock band, and they practice in the basement. Uh, and uh, I don't know if I told you this, Wit, but I know they're a good punk rock band because I can smell them. Like, <laughs> <laughs> That's really funny. <laughs> like they, you know, one of their dudes walks in, and I'm like, "Whoo, that guy is good at guitar." Felipe is here. Yeah, that dude. You know, because there's nothing less punk rock than hygiene. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you're like you're you can't be like counterculture and and have Unilever all over all over <laughs> your shit. Yeah. Yeah, uh, you have like fucking old spice and you're you're like, No, I dude, I'm I'm against everything, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know what's funny about the, the tentacle thing is like do they is that law still around? About like you can't I I, I I I mean I'm sure it's probably changed just yeah. because like well, I guess, I guess I don't know. I guess I've, I'm not an expert on Japanese porn. No, no, no. Nick Whitmer, <laughs> our resident tentacle uh, porn expert. Yeah, I guess <laughs> it just uh, yeah. I have no idea because like uh, yeah, the, uh, I, I but maybe maybe it's still around. I don't know. It's just funny that like if it if it isn't, that means that like somebody like the law was like, all right, we're repealing that law, and somebody was like, 
I mean, I'm I'm kind of into this now. <laughs> like, I'm just in the tentacle. I mean, we have like dick and pussy porn now. He's like, yeah, that's cool. You guys enjoy. <laughs> yeah, you, you fucking. It's it's now normal. They're like, you fucking yeah. weirdos. <laughs> yeah, with the regular penis and V. Yeah. yeah. Drawing a penis is gay, dude. What are you doing? <laughs> um. What did I want? Oh yeah, I know. I wanted to talk to you guys about uh, the Floyd Mayweather Logan Paul fight. It's Great. not Jake Paul. It's J- Logan. Yeah, Paul. Logan Paul. Right. Yeah, yeah. Great, rigged. What? It's rigged. Logan it's Paul. Rigged. Sh- Logan well, Paul it's like won. they 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 <laughs> they announce these fights, and then like the closer you get to the fight, like I I saw the rules, and I go, oh, it's just a money grab. Because like yeah, the rules always- came out, and they're like they're not going to keep score. They're not going to announce a winner. They're not. I'm like, oh, okay. So it's a money grab. Yeah, I, and I mean, whatever. Make your money or make your money. But like, I feel like that should be the first thing that they announce. You know what I mean? If you're gonna announce the fight, people get excited, and then when it gets closer to the fucking fight time, and they they show the rules, and you're like, it's like the the Tyson fight. Tyson fought another boxer. I don't know Bernard Hopkins or something. Uh, Roy Jones Jr. I forget who it was, but it was an older guy. And they were going to fight, and they're like, oh, that's a kind of a cool matchup. I wonder if Tyson still has it. And then, like, closer to the fight, they go, by the way, this is an exhibition. There's, they're not going to yeah. announce a winner. You know, the, the only, you know, this, that, and the other. So I'm like, what the, f-? like, who wants to watch that? It's just complete, it's like, you need to have a winner and a loser. Like, that's the whole point of sports. It's competition. Yeah. And if you announce ahead of time that you're not going to have a winner or loser, the only yeah. one you would watch is if it's like so compelling that you have to see it. And to me, a YouTuber fighting a forty-five-year-old boxer is not that compelling for me personally. But what are you going to do? Yeah, it was never a fight. It's not a sport. It's a yeah. it's a circus. It's like a sideshow. Yeah. yeah, they might and as well announce the fight and the winner at the same time. <laughs> right, <laughs> right. It's so ridiculous. Did you well, see the video? That, that gif. What gif? Wait, Mayweather. It was like a video or a GIF of Mayweather like knocking Logan Paul out by accident and then holding him up. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. he literally hit him, him and then he fell into and he picked him up with his left arm and was like, "You're good, right?" <laughs> like, like <laughs> they wanted to keep it going. Like, yeah, I, I don't. It's it so stupid. Like agreed. But yeah, I didn't see I, that. yeah. I didn't see the fight. I just saw the aftermath and all this stuff. And I tweeted this morning about it or last night just like it is hilarious how much people are willing to pay to see millionaires take their money like that's basically that's what everybody <laughs> just paid for you just watch them like take your own money and with little effort you just watch them try a little bit for eight rounds yeah <laughs> and then everybody had the nerve to be like oh, i can't believe i spent money on that you're like what did you think it was gonna be <laughs> what did you think when mayweather and fucking conor mcgregor hugged at the end of their fight when mayweather and pacquiao hugged at the end of their fight what these are cash grabs like these guys are just hustling in a way at least at least the other two fights actually happened and the winner happened but yeah yeah but these are these are dudes it's mayweather's been boxing since he was three years old yeah like yes he's 44 but and in logan paul has probably been working very hard at boxing since, you know, probably last like three years, which is great. That's great. But I don't know. Mayweather eat has that is that is literally his entire existence. Mm-hmm. I've seen I was at, I joined a boxing gym there. I was in a, a boxing gym for a few months. I don't even know if this guy was a pro, but the boxing gym head coach was kind of like big portly dude. Mm-hmm. I saw how fast his hands moved, and I was like, "Good lord!" Yeah, he was a big right. dude, but his hands moved so fucking quick. And I just extrapolate that and multiply it by like fifty, a hundred x for Mayweather, who's like the greatest of all time, or one of them. Yeah, it's like you took the average guy, and you're like, "Here's boxing gloves." Floyd Mayweather's on the other side of the ring. I'll give you a million dollars if you can just hit him once. You don't have to win the fight. You just have to connect your fist to his face. <laughs> I guarantee like 90% of people can do it. Yeah. It's like that guy's so quick. He just like he's the fastest you know what? fighter. Like 
you know what the thing it feels like it felt and i didn't watch it but i you know everyone can't not see it online somewhere uh it feels like it felt like floyd mayweather it felt like a uh a rich dude paying a celebrity boxer boxer to give him a training session like do you know what i mean it felt like uh you know you're my trainer because i gave you five million dollars right and i can afford that but yeah. he got $10 million instead. So that's what that is. <laughs> yeah, it was. I mean, I will say for Mayweather, he's never fought someone who like weighed more than like 155 pounds. And mm-hmm. Logan Paul is like six, I don't know, like six, two or something and like two fifteen or some shit. So like yeah. if Logan Paul was actually a seasoned boxer, just that size difference alone would have like been devastating for Mayweather, because like right. those things matter. There's a reason why there's weight classes. His reach is longer. You know, you even saw that one clip where he was just wailing from side to side. It's so funny. He was fighting like a fucking like it was a bar fight. He just started doing like a bongo drums on him. And Mayweather just kept his gloves up. And you can tell <laughs> none of those hits really did anything. Yeah. But everybody's like, oh, dude, Logan right. Paul. I'm like, yeah, but that's like he's just so much bigger that of good. course, of course, he can do that for 15 seconds. But like, good luck ever getting a good hit in on Mayweather <clears throat> just gets winded right after. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Throwing three punches is exhausting. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's the thing. You it's don't like realize. Crazy. It's yeah. Well, like I, you, you can go like, why are they not fighting hard? Because it's so tiring. To <laughs> right. And this is another professional matches, uh, but yeah. it's so tiring throwing a punch, like an actual like it, punch yeah. punch. Just like stand on the balls of your feet and just kind of like bounce side to side and just throw five punches as hard as you can. And your heart rate immediately goes up to like 140 <laughs> just for, like, <laughs> for 15 seconds of work. You like, ever jump rope like, for a minute? You're like, holy yeah. shit. <laughs> yeah. It's like you don't realize it. Like that how, – how, how fucking physically taxing those fights are. Like so – yeah. I when I joined the boxing gym, guys, it was because uh, I was like, you know, I wanted to get into it just to like great workout, fun, new kind of new whatever hobby, and um, I was looking up boxing gyms nearby. And for the record, of course, of course, the top one I remember was like, I forget what it was called. It was called like Crunch or something. It was like the Soul Cycle mm-hmm. of boxing, right? Yeah, I've seen that. And I, I yeah, I forget the name of it, but. I remember being like, that to me is so antithetical to the point of joining a boxing gym. Boxing is not like this like startup, like a boxing gym is (laughs) meant to be kind of like a shitty old, like we haven't replaced anything ever. Yeah. Like people who like faded out. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) It's not meant to be like sign up for your spot. And then we have a hot trainer with a ponytail. who's a man. Uh, your trainer yeah. needs to have Alzheimer's and dementia. Yeah. <laughs> my trainer did not know English. It wasn't like my trainer, but like the guy at the front desk who was like the dude who ran it didn't really know English. Yeah. So he would see me punch and it would probably frustrate him given how bad my form was. So he would just yell like, no. And I would be like, <laughs> I'm like, I, I'm trying. I'm sorry. I don't know how to throw a punch. I've ne- he's just like, no. And then he would demonstrate and his hand would be so quick and I would do my version of it. And he'd just be like, oh, <laughs> he would do the Spanish version of how do I teach these kids? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they, those guys don't have much patience. No, they're like, he, no patience, no English. Yeah. And I have no talent. So it's just it's yeah. just frustration all around. <laughs> well, it's funny because they go like, oh, but it's so easy. And yeah. they, they have no like. No sense of like, yes, it's because you've been fighting on the streets for when you were a kid. Of yeah. course it's easy for you. You just kind of figured it out. Dude, did I ever tell you the story of a, a fight breaking out in the boxing gym outside the ring yeah. near the wave of the thing, equipment? It's actually, stories. it's actually one of the greatest stories ever. It's on the best. It's a one. I think it's on our best of 2019. <laughs> I couldn't fucking believe that neither of them were in gloves. I probably, you know. So go go listen to that best of. I'll get a plug in for a previous episode. <laughs> yeah. But the funniest part was someone was he looked at me like, 
none of you helped me, you pussy. <laughs> yeah. It's like, bro, I don't fucking know you or what you did to have a guy off the street come in and start trying to fuck you up. I don't think this is me, a guy who could barely throw a fucking jab. I don't think it's for me to my place to dive in here and get my ass kicked. That's so funny. So fucking crazy. Oh, oh man. What a sport fallen so far. Yeah, I mean, it's but that's what it's always been, I guess. It's just the fight you pay to see. It's not about whatever. That's you know what? Logan Paul is what you know, CM Punk is a wrestler who became an MMA fighter for two fights and mm-hmm. kind of embarrassed himself. He was like a top level, like big draw in wrestling. He was a main event guy, and then he quit WWE and then went to MMA fighting. Had one fight with Mickey Gall, who's kind of like a newer guy, got mm-hmm. fucking just beat up. Mm-hmm. And then he had a second fight with a guy named Mike Johnson, I guess. And the criticism that Mike Johnson got was that he was, uh, he, he just, could have beat him in two one minute but he just kept toying with him and he made like a spectacle out of the sport but like there's some gifts like and people on 4chan are fucking ruthless <laughs> like, <laughs> just, like, there's a spin kick that cm punk does that like makes him it's so bad and makes him completely vulnerable to attack like he's just like, it's a full roundhouse kick that hits no one <laughs> and they'll just like put it up all over the place with just a comment like what was this supposed to do <laughs> but but like my thing was like cm punk should have been logan paul that's what, like he like when he was training he was like Oh, I just really respect the sport and uh, blah 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 blah. He should have been Logan Paul and been like, "Fuck this guy!" I'm fucking like, he should have made you want to pay for his fights, even if they're like this. Like, it be a doesn't heel, yeah. be a true yeah, heel, be a, heel. Yeah. Be a true heel. Get yourself over. It's Become already whole, it's already stupid that you're doing it, and yeah. you, wrestling is fake fighting, and that's real fighting. But like, lean into being a heel rather than trying to be like you know. I just really, you know, the art, the artfulness and the elegance <laughs> yeah. of the sport is what I believe in. Yeah, he he could have uh, he could have done it way better. I think that he should have just been Logan Paul and just fucking get get the bag. Yeah, I mean, that's they they all like the the fucking little press conference that happens before boxing matches. There was like this one that I could tell it was so staged and so fake. It was Jake Paul, his brother, was there with Logan Paul, and they were like talking shit. And then Jake Paul like runs up and then steals Mayweather's hat off of his head. And I could tell by yeah, the way May- yeah. Mayweather acted like, "Oh, where, my hat's gone!" Like I could tell. I was like, "Oh, come <laughs> yeah. on!" Like this is like yeah. it's like come on. <laughs> you guys are fighters, <clears throat> not actors. All right, yeah, yeah. exactly. They're acting for like the they're acting for the fucking fortieth row. You know what I mean? Like. Yeah. You would. You want two dudes who? It is best if there's two dudes who hate each other. So because they're both. You're right. They're both in on the heist. Like they're both in on the take. So you're. There's an implicit friendship there that like oh shit where which by the way I don't even understand. People like Floyd Mayweather. He gets the money. I'm like, at what point you're like get the bag? At what point is the bag got? Okay, right. At what point have you secured the bag? You're eight hundred million dollars. Like you. Whatever bag, you're not going to starve. Your great, 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 great grandkids won't starve. I'm speaking completely out of my ass here, but from the that's repu- that's, that's podcasting. That's what this podcast is. <laughs> the, uh, but from the reputation and every sure, like, fame tangential thing I hear about this dude, it's like <clears throat> it, he's just like a money wasting machine. Like yeah, I'm, like enemy, on purpose. <laughs> yeah, like if, if he wasn't as good as he is, he would be one of those boxers that's got dementia and broke, right? He would be his dad, basically. Uh, he'd he's also like those guys. he'd be at yeah. the boxing. He'd be at Brett's boxing gym, just <laughs> hanging out. Well, the, the the gift of that guy is that he can he doesn't get hit. So like yeah. Floyd Mayweather doesn't talk like a 45 year old boxer talks, right, you know, yeah. like he does, he does, he's, he's never been knocked out. He's like, he only got yeah. hit one time. I think like, I think it was Bernard Hopkins hit him. I forget who it was. Somebody hit him really well. And he, and it was like, you could tell like he almost lost the fight. It was the, it was really the only time that he looked like he was ever really challenged. So he's just mm-hmm. amazing at not taking hits. So like he's, so he's just completely lucid, but his behavior is like, 
he purposely wastes money because it's like a statement. Yeah. Like he'll go to a casino and bet like $500,000 on like a major league baseball game that doesn't matter. It's not even like the, the championship or anything. And then yeah. like he'll post the receipts on Instagram and it's like, oh, he lost yeah. 500K yesterday. You know what I mean? Like he just loses money. Yeah so and, fucking quickly and so you're like you gave it it's not a brag you gave the money to mgm like yeah or is that the casino yeah like yeah. argosy like yeah that doesn't if you're gonna do the flex like oh i donated five hundred thousand dollars to the aclu that's a better <laughs> yeah. i think that's a better flex it's like look yeah. at this waste of money <laughs> heartbreaking heartbreaking people who waste money it hurts it hurts yeah. me so much I mean, but you know what? That this weekend just proved that like it doesn't matter to him anyway. He's like, I could just that that fight was a you know just going to the ATM for him. <laughs> you know yeah, I mean? yeah. It's like, it's, him going to the ATM is like I'll do eight rounds with Logan Paul yeah. for this fucking idiot. Especially it when his like professional record is not wasn't at stake either. Like that yeah. is one of the that's one of the gimmicks of not a gimmick, but like. He's 50 and 0. He's never lost a fight. And I think the only other guy to do that was like Rocky Marciano, who was 49 and 0. So, like, in his mm-hmm. mind, he's the best fighter of all time. Ever. But also, it's fair to say, I'm pretty sure that number 50 was the Conor McGregor fight because I think that counted. So, his last fight yeah. was like, come on. Like, he literally, had, Conor McGregor had no business being in that fight. That was the one that was like a legit, like, uh, this is what I really wanted to do. So last time around, because McGregor is so explosive and popular and stuff, all these idiots in Vegas were betting on on uh, McGregor to win. And it like at first it started, the line was like Floyd May- Mayweather minus I don't even know five hundred thousand, some crazy number. Basically, like you would have to like bet everything you own to make a little bit of money. So it's not worth doing, you know. But the number went down so much because all these idiots came voting on are betting on McGregor to win. So I was trying to at the time, but I couldn't because I didn't have the means to to do it. But like, I really wanted to put a large bet on Mayweather. And I'm like, I've heard of people doing this. Like it was free money. There was a, to the definition of free money, you know, it is throwing a whole bunch <laughs> of money on Mayweather yeah. against McGregor. Well, I wanted to do that when I heard this fight was announced, but then as it got closer, it was like, Oh, it's an exhibition. They're not going to declare a winner. Da, 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 da. What the hell's the point of this? So, it was a missed opportunity, but the last that That's, fight, he came in wearing a ski mask because against McGregor because he he called it a heist and it totally was a heist because not only did he make a shit ton of money <laughs> off the pay per view, but he went to Las Vegas and bet on himself because you can do that in boxing. He bet like a million dollars on himself to yeah. win, so like he got the purse of the fight and he won the bet. He bet on himself, so. It's just fucking cra- – it's just like, you know, it's Wait, fucking – Wait, do, do you remember what a million dollars bet would have – is that like – because I know I, when sure. it's a heavy favorite. I'm sure the odds are offset by – people are overhyping the other guy just because – so that makes the um, – that makes the bet like uh, better for betting on Mayweather because people are just hyping pointlessly. But what do you remember what it would have been like 300 grand you would have gotten? Like if you I'm bet looking, a grand, could you have just made an easy 300 bucks? Um, you know, but it's still risky because it's just like, well, shit's crazy in the world. Like who the fuck does right. it? You know what I mean? I don't know who the fuck does it. Yeah, he's obviously way better. But who the fuck doesn't know if uh, he catches it? Also, a million dollars to Mayweather. I'm like, that's not that much of a bet. Big o, a big bucko. Uh, yeah. OK, so here's the actual story. Mayweather attempted to place a four hundred thousand dollar bet. Oh. <clears throat> um, on the fight ending under nine and a half rounds at minus 200 odds. Um, but according to the sources, they were concerned over the legality of the fighter betting on himself uh, on anything yeah, other than a straight win. So he's allowed to bet on himself to win. But the fact that he was trying to bet under nine and a half rounds, they didn't take his bet. That's uh, kind of that sounds sketchy. Dude. That does sound yeah. sketchy. He bets that it'll go all fifteen rounds. You're like, wait a minute. He can just he can just he's drinking a tea like yeah. during one of the fucking rounds. He, he just takes one of those insane bets. He's like, I bet Mayweather's gonna come out in green shorts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 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 
it's like this man. motherfucker's a genius. He bet two hundred million dollars he'd wear green shorts. <laughs> so the the reason why uh, is because uh, the the odds were better for the over under at minus two hundred because I think like the Mayweather number was were crazy. But n- now I'm reading this one. It says that Mayweather may bet five million dollars on McGregor fight. The first ever bet on himself is what it says. But there's also I read a story that he actually did bet on mm. himself another time. But this was like um, if you bet a million dollars, I'm trying to see what the number was. Mayweather is currently sitting at minus 400 odds in the fight. That's so crazy that it got to minus 400. That means you have to bet $400 to win $100. Which is still for how the disparity of boxing experience is crazy. Yeah. So basically he would bet. I guess you would throw in a million in change and he'd walk away with 6.25 million. Wait. Yeah. Oh, no, 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 wait, no. That doesn't he would make bet, sense. No, no, he would bet 5 million. Say, yeah, because I don't know. No, yeah, he would, the, 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 the logic here was at minus 400 odds, if he bet $5 million on himself, he would win 6.25 million. So, and, yeah, so that makes sense because the odds. But, um, wow, people are. It doesn't uh, confirm wow. if he did it or not. There's a lot of free but, money in the world. Right, right. But, you know. I don't know. Even I, even I wouldn't take a chance like that. I'm, I can, I can be, I have ways in which I'm not risk averse and I have ways in which I'm extremely risk averse and sports <laughs> betting is one yeah. that I, I joined a website called Bovada. Whitmer, you're a, you're a sports gambler. Have you heard of that one? Mm-hmm. Yep. Just so you know, they make it impossible to pull your money out. I put yeah, it, yeah. I deposited $300 cause I was like, all right, let's have some fun. And then I lost 20 and I was like, fuck this. I want my money back <laughs> because I, like, I was like, I'm not li- like, yeah. I should have just put $20 in right. because that's right. really all I was willing to lose. But I, yeah, in right. my head, I'm like, let's have some fun. And after right. I lost a little, I'm like, okay, okay. We gotta, you know, I don't want to. So I tried to take my money out and they go, you cannot take your money out. It didn't let me, you go, they said you have to bet $300 worth of bets before and they call it the anti money laundering it's like yeah. we're against money laundering and you're like what kind of horse shit is that and then yeah. guess what i put a fucking 150 dollar bet on just like the brooklyn nets to win because i was like fuck that i'm just doing that they yeah. won and i got to 300 i stayed at like 280 like i just didn't yeah. lose any more money and then i was like okay give me my fucking money and I like the, the you can't just have it be set to your bank account. They don't just have yeah. it. <laughs> you got to pick it up from a guy on the street. <laughs> in an envelope. <laughs> Literally, they say you get a voucher. It's like you can either send it to a friend or you can get a voucher. And I like I got the ticket voucher and then the ticket voucher didn't work. And somehow and then I was like, then they're like, well, the ticket voucher didn't work. So now you got to. You know that two eighty is effectively redeposited, so now you have to gamble successfully two hundred eighty dollars worth. To so these sites are yeah. these on I don't know I don't know if it's other ones are bullshit, but that well, one I'll I'll, I'll yeah. put them on blast on this pod. Bovada is not trustworthy, and uh, I got I got hustled. They're all bullshit because in order for them to be legal, all the money's parked offshore and all the it's like. It's always like Bovada.ie or whatever That's these what things it is. are. LV, yeah. LV. LV, yeah. And, and it's because <laughs> like – Yeah. So it's like <laughs> the, the fucking – it's all offshore and they make it a big pain in the ass to get your money. It's like I joined one a, a long time ago um, and it was, it was the same shit. It was like – it was basically like if you want – and this is before Bitcoin and all these other things. If you want your money in crypto, we'll give it to you now. But if you want it in cash – you have to wait until you make at least $700 and then we'll send you like a traveler's check or something. And I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, give me my fucking money. And luckily for me, I mean, this was years ago. I didn't have any money. So I only put like 50 bucks or something on the site. So I, eventually I ended up just gambling until I lost it all. So I didn't have to fucking worry about getting it back. Well, That's what they uh, want. They want you to go like, yeah. it's so fucking hard. Fuck it. It's your money yeah. now. But that's why, like, legalizing sports gambling and how, like, DraftKings has a sports book and uh, FanDuel has a sports book. And, like, we need to, like, get it to where, you know, it's legal in more states. So my DraftKings stock will soar. And also because it's just a no-brainer. 
Um, and you oh, get your money, yeah. you get your money really quickly because it's all done through DraftKings. So it's like three oh, to five man. days or whatever the fuck. But I anyway, I said I stock. That's the magic word. I think I knew. I, I was like, here Dude, we go. GameStop today is blowing the fuck up. Christian, um, I think we can pass the Christian now has two parts of his personality: wrestling and GameStop. No, <laughs> fatherhood is three. Impending fatherhood is three. So no, it's mean, it's, it's gone down. Like, a, yeah, go ahead, Christian. It's gone down quite a bit, actually. It's. Uh, it's I mean, yeah. it was pre-market. It was like a two ninety-seven, which is crazy because yesterday it closed at two eighty, but uh, and then it reached like. The high today so far is 344, which is fucking insane. Right. Um, so, yeah, I still have some. I, I, it's not like I'm not going to be a millionaire off of it, I don't think. So um, unless it, <laughs> it starts trading for a million dollars. Yeah, funny. it would take me a while to get there. But, um, but yeah, it's like it's it's coming back up. And it, there's I mean, there's all sorts of like if you can go on Reddit and look up all sorts of theories and stuff. There is one theory that like. Basically, there was a bunch of short interest in uh, January, and they claimed that they covered it, um, which, you know, if you just look at the math, it doesn't seem very possible that they did. They just tanked the price and said that they covered it. But the prevailing theory by these, you know, I'll call them uh, GME and on. Uh, <laughs> is, uh, I mean, because it's it, there's ah. some in some ways it, it does resemble that until like there's certain things that are kind of proven true. Like there was one theory that was like um, basically that these uh, hedge funds have all these counterfeit shares, and the way they're um, the way they're like basically not getting caught by. Basically, getting margin call would mean that they they you know would have an, have to have enough liquidity to um to as collateral for all these shares. So mm-hmm. instead of instead of doing that, what they're doing is saying, um, sorry, I'm all over the place. So the whole thing is that the, these people borrowed shares against GameStop, hoping that it was going to go bankrupt, um, mm-hmm. which it didn't. And then so instead of like you know, just paying for the shares that they borrowed or buying the shares that they borrowed, replacing the borrowed shares. They're like, nah, fuck it. We still want to bankrupt that. So they just basically keep shorting it more and more and more. And when you short it, it drives the price down. So basically that's kind of what happened to Toys R Us is that these companies took out huge shorts on Toys R Us. And then when you take out those shorts, the, the stock price goes down and then Toys R Us can't take any money out of the out of its stock so they can't they don't have any capital and then they just go out of business so when you go out of business when those companies go out of business and the stock hits zero then not only do you not have to return those shares you don't even have to pay taxes on those shares so that's oh my god yeah that's a hundred that's a hundred percent the scheme and here's what here's the big thing and this is so i i personally believe this to be true is that they took out an enormous amount of shares but borrowed an enormous amount of shares on gamestop because gamestop had a um some kind of like 400 300 or 400 million dollar debt bond that was coming due this year and they were like the people just look at the numbers are like there's absolutely no way they're going to pay that debt back they're going to go bankrupt by this date in 2020 so therefore let's fucking short the fuck out of it because that's the holy grail you short a bunch of you short the stock and then um it goes to zero and you just made a huge profit because not only do you not have to buy back those shares. Tax free? Yeah, it's tax free. Because, okay, so let's say you shorted it's so it. so fucked up. Let's say you shorted it at 15. Okay. What is it? It, yeah. Yeah. And, and then had to pay it back at five, which is what you're looking at. You're looking for the price to go down. So when you send it back, you t- keep a profit. So let's say it's at 15, you go to five, you, you know, you get your $10 profit. If you keep, if you sell it, if you borrow at 15, it goes to zero. You keep all 15 and you don't pay any taxes, right? It times that by a million shares. So, so then what you do is you go, okay, this company is going bankrupt by this day because this is the day they have to pay back their bond, which they are never going to be able to do because they don't make enough money, et cetera, et cetera. Fuck it. 
why don't we just make up fake shares for this company? Just trade these shares back and forth, trade my borrowed shares to somebody else. And then he trades his shares to somebody else. And so you're creating all these shares and driving down the price by diluting it to ensure that it gets to zero. Can I cut you off? Yeah. How do you create, how does anyone, a hedge fund or otherwise create shares? Because you go, you go, uh, Let's say, Brett, um, can I borrow? Can I borrow that share? No, you're a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Well, okay. Gonna, yes. Take you, it from you anyway. All right. Borrow, yes. Gonna, you, you can borrow this share. I own it, but you're borrowing it. I'm borrowing it, and and now I'm going to sell it to Whitmer, um, for you know whatever. <laughs> it's so weird and convoluted to go like. Yeah. Wait a minute, if it, you know how weird it would be, you know, how pissed out if you're like, "Hey, Brett, uh, can I borrow your uh, amp and microphone?" Yeah, man, yeah. sure. Oh, by the way, I sold it to someone else. I'm like, what yeah. the fuck? You can do that? That's exactly <laughs> the thing. So I'm selling it to Whitmer. Now Whitmer sells his borrowed sh- his IOU that I owe you. He sells it to somebody else. I'm and like, <laughs> where's my fucking amplifier? <laughs> exactly. But that's that's exactly why in January the things goes so high. It went so high because at at some point you have to you have to sell those shares what they're counting on is to never have to is they're counting on is for the company to go bankrupt but that's not possible anymore because they they've gotten they've cash gotten, infusion of right they've gotten this cash infusion not only that but they leveraged the fact that all these people got on the gamestop train and started buying the shares to drive the price up the price was driven up to 155 bucks right so then they started going fuck it why don't we get in on on this action they started selling their own shares gamestop sold their own shares and raised 551 million dollars so they paid back their bond early they paid back their bond (laughs) two years like two years early right so now they're so fucked because they have to return these shares. They have to. They they're obligated to. They can't just. They can do this forever, I guess. But yeah. at some point, the price is going to go high enough, or the premiums are going to go high enough that they just can't. Like you just can't. Yeah. You can't afford to keep the, the, the bank will. The bank, if I correct me if I'm wrong, but the bank will basically be like, they're going to uh, ask for the money back because they're like, yes. you shorted, you shorted this. Yes. And, and yeah. The, and so the problem becomes, okay. Now they're now because of all the shares that got borrowed up, you've just created hundreds of millions of shares that need to be paid back. And so, okay, so here's the thing. So let's let's go back to that that example. Uh, Brett, you just I borrowed your. You might, let's just say amplifier, yeah. Amplifier and speaker or, and guitar, right? Yeah. I borrowed that and sold it to five people in town <laughs> so fucked up to do it's so fucked up but go ahead now, yeah. now i need to and now you're like hey where the fuck is my amp and and guitar and i go oh fuck you want it oh shit you want it back <laughs> yeah man <laughs> I so, want I my go, amp. <laughs> so i go to whitmer or i go to the to wherever the amps and guitars are and i go hey man i need five amps and guitars and they go all right it's gonna be five thousand dollars i'm like dude that doesn't cost five thousand dollars well you need an amp and guitar so you're fucked and that's the only place to get them so now i owe whitmer i got i owe you an amp and a guitar and all the people that i sold amps and guitar to i have no leverage whatsoever because i have to give them back to somebody so now the amp and guitar guy gets to name his price which is all the retail holders because i have exactly so if i want to say it's a million dollar a share then fuck it you got to pay a million dollars a share but it's just i'm so i'm so bitter about this whole thing because i don't know if any of the listeners remember real quick quick, i am not a financial advisor this is not a financial (laughs) advice legally i don't know what the fuck i'm talking about uh I, I just want to go like, on the record and say I am a genius. <laughs> I am a financial guru. Everything I say should be trusted, and I will stand behind these words in a court of law. <laughs> I uh, I bought three shares of GameStop back when they were like fucking two eighty a piece. So mm-hmm. I had it was like almost like nine hundred and some dollars or whatever. And it's like to me at this point, it's not the money, but it was like the me participating in this thing and like going on the subreddit and like everybody on wall street bets subreddit was like, all right guys, Thursday's the day. And then yeah, Thursday yeah, rolls yeah. around and it didn't like, eventually my two seventy went up to like four eighty, and then it plummeted down to like 60, they, 70 they a share. Yeah. yeah. And then like, I'm like, they, they won like the bad guys won. And then I'm like, I can hold on to this 
or I can sell it and then try to like salvage it with other stocks and maybe make my money back actually investing like in a smart person's way or whatever. So eventually I was at a point where I just like, I ever, I was told, okay guys, Friday's the day. All right guys, it's going to be Wednesday now. Okay. And I'm like, this is QAnon. This is like on January 13th, president's the Trump's coming back. All right. It's not the 13th. It's the 20th now. And like, I'm just like, I can't do it anymore. So I sold it and it just seemed to me that like a lot of, and then after I sold it, all these people in the Wall Street bets started posting their gain porn. They're like, I fucking bought yeah, 200,000 shares of GME and I flipped them and I made a million dollars. And I'm like, wait a second. The whole b- battle cry of I Wall Street we bets was everybody was all, everybody was holding. <laughs> yeah. They're like, hold. If you hold your stocks, you're great. And I'm like, oh, they needed yeah. all of us idiots to hold our stocks so they could make all this money. So I was like, this is like – and it's not like you go to Wall Street Bets and you're like, oh, it's a bunch of idiots like me doing this. But clearly it's not because they bought 200,000 shares and now they have multi-million dollars in their account. Like Which, these people clear. have crazy money because even right. even if you're not – I mean you, just to buy 200,000 shares of any stock at any – like yeah. even if it's $10 a share, you have to have insane money already. So like – who, yeah. Yeah, whoever these people are – are, are, are already established people with money. And I feel like they completely used all the idiots like me on Wall Street Bets to like, hold, 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 hold. And then while we're holding, they're yeah. selling, selling, selling and cashing in on their fucking options and everything. And so anyway, I was just like, oh, I was a part of this. This is a pump and dump scheme. The people who knew what they were doing kind of orchestrated this. They made their money and now it's gone and it's dead. So I sold and then months happened, months went by where I go, I'm so happy I sold. Because it, it would spike up every now and then, but I'm like, I bought in were, at two, Yeah, huge I life in updates. At, yeah, I was like, I, I, I bought in at 280 and like it, it, it went up to like 170 one day. And I was like, even if I held, I'm still down yeah. 100 a share. But then yesterday it right. popped up to two like 280 and I'm like, fuck, that's what I bought it at. And then – I, this morning it was at like three twenty, and I go this morning. Fuck. Was like <laughs> yeah, I was like, "Fuck, but dude." Here's, here's the this thing, though. It's so it's bitter, been like going crazy. Um, and when and one of the things is like people sold because they were like, so one of the big things is in January it got up to like four hundred something, right? And then uh, Robinhood stopped. Uh, yeah. Yep. Stopped allowing people to buy, which killed the demand. So yep. then the price went down, and then like it kind of slowly slowly went down for like a week or two and that's kind of when everybody thought it was over and i was like it just never sat right with me i was like ah like it yeah. doesn't it just doesn't make sense like I, it, so i never really bought it but and then um like a couple weeks later the price shot from like forty dollars to like ninety in a day and then after hours went to like 180 and then just kept going and going until on march 10th it got up to like 340 again. And then people were like, oh shit, here it comes. And literally at like 12 o'clock that day, it went from like 340 to like 120, like something crazy. Like this is like, you look at it and you go, that is not, that. Th- there's no way that happens to a normal stock. That's not manipulated. Yeah. It's not like, yeah. like something's up with this thing. Like there's no way. So, um, and it was weird weird too cnbc was like during during this whole thing like cnbc was like oh the wall street pets people have, have gone to silver now they've decided silver is the new thing yeah and like uh, everybody everybody on there is like nobody's talking about silver what are you guys talking yeah. about yeah I remember that too. Everybody in Wall Street Bets was like, what the fuck are they talking about? There hasn't been anybody in here posting about silver. <laughs> but it's crazy because there's like bots in there just like coming up with random shit so much so and like coming up with like sell it sell it stupid sell it guys like oh the new thing is this company or whatever so yeah uh, it's like wall street if you can afford to potentially lose billions of dollars you can afford whatever service has reddit bots say (laughs) it probably costs like a hundred grand and you're like yeah yeah i'll I'll do that to have bots say whatever i want them to say you know i wish i could pay bots a hundred grand to just be like brett's comedy special so fucking (laughs) yeah Yeah. Yeah, (laughs) you see it everywhere and uh, it's funny because there was one time 
where they had these bots going up and they people figured out that there was these bots and you could manipulate their algorithm by like just treat because they just latch on to certain words that you say mm. so then people started spamming like the hashtag like the ticker come and ass and they're like dude come <laughs> is gonna explode ass is gonna explode and they started doing this. so the bots started like guys help me buy some cum guys oh <laughs> man and that was like that is hilarious it was such a revealing moment because like oh wow they really are like it's just bots like trying to like spam coming us but anyway long story short it's like so the, i've been trying to like figure out how to explain this in a very simple way basically what happened is like a bunch of like hedge funds took out an enormous bet hoping that gamestop would fail and or bet go bankrupt and now that it hasn't they owe it but they've been trying to kick the can down the road for months and months so much so that people figured out there's this like t21 t35 theory of like basically saying that like every 21 days or calendar days or trading days or whatever it is they basically have they they owe those shares like the bank comes around or the the brokers come around and go hey you need to pay those shares you owed and then the price goes high because they actually kind of have to cover them a little bit and uh, the price the price just spikes up like every 21 days and then it gets shorted again because they have no other option but to just keep shorting otherwise they're going to get fucked but like it's gotten to a point where like you can kind of pinpoint those days like it's like somebody was like it's going to happen may 25th and 26th and to the day it happened like there's a huge spike at 2 30 because they have to cover these things at two by 2 30 they have to cover these shares or they're going to get locked in at a certain price and then two like 15s price goes like crazy maybe somebody's that just manipulating it and feeding hilarious. all this information to the, to the reddit thing. maybe yeah maybe somebody's just going like i figured out something and if i just tell these clowns on reddit that this is what's going on they'll believe it and all this stuff but it's pretty like it's gotten pretty accurate and to the point where like i mean if you go on there i don't know what the date it's going to be but like at some point the, the last the 21st trading day in june there should be a spike and like the theory is that like so i explained that it went from like 410 to like 120 that one day and it's like they've been it seems like they've been trying to do that because they just like sh- borrow borrow like a huge number of shares and then just dump them all at once yeah. so it looks like people have sold off in mass to try to get other people to go oh my holy fuck holy fuck uh, i gotta i gotta whatever but it's like now it's all these people are like fucking zen warriors like they just go like they see a huge dip and they go oh wow discount i'll buy some more (laughs) yeah well that's like yeah that's like the mindset of like i've I've listened to people talk about this people who are really serious in the stocks it's like you have to train your mind to look at your portfolio see red see everything going down and go great it's like a discount store today yeah buy up everything that i thought was good and this is the time to do yeah. it. Like it's the opportunity of a lifetime. And it's like everybody right. else, they get the right, they see red and they're like, fuck, I have to sell because I'm losing everything and I'm trying to mitigate my losses. But like the real successful people are just keep buying, keep buying, keep buying. And There's a way, they don't, yeah. Real quick, oh, my, sorry, the wait. funniest, no, no, the funniest battle cry of this whole thing that I've seen written on Wall Street Bets so for so many times, so many people, the funniest <laughs> yeah. battle cry of all time is, we can stay retarded longer than they can stay solvent. <laughs> it's so fucking funny. It's funny. Yeah. Which it's, is one of the things the, the GME super stonk Reddit people call themselves a retards. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. So just to know that it's like they, we yeah. can say retarded. I don't know. It's if, just not you, classy. It's just not. Yeah. Classy. It's just not cool. <laughs> if you go on wall street bets, they all call each other retards and apes and everything. So like, uh, yeah. It's, it's just really well, funny. So yeah. That's why, and there's very much a conspiratorial, but it's like conspiracy. It's like there is conspiratorial stuff that is true, just yeah. like there's conspiratorial stuff that's tinfoil tin, yeah. tin hat. Right. There's UFOs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Apparently. Yeah. yeah. But like, it's not weird that rich people protect their money. That's not even a conspiracy. And also rich people do a bunch of shit that the public doesn't really realize because they're the only ones playing the game the way they play the game. The hedge funds have more rights than individual retail investors when it comes to 
buying and trading stocks. They can do it out of the time of the market. They can buy more or less. Or there's all these things that they can do that retail investors can't do. So it's like, right. you know, it's like if there was sports gambling and like the public had to bet on certain lines like Mayweather minus 400, but there was a special group of people who got access to different lines that they could then, but you know what I mean? That's what the, 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 the they are. All of yeah. these billion dollar hedge funds basically manipulate the market and they well, do it all the time. And if they get caught, they get a fine. So like, but there's also, yeah, it's yeah. like, I was talking to Jordan about this yesterday. It's like, there would be a company that will, a hedge fund that will like make a billion dollars off of a shady thing. And then the SEC, even if they catch them, will be like, that was really fucked up of you to do. You are now fined $30 million. And that $30 million just becomes an acquisition cost of doing business. They're like, oh, so instead yeah. of profit, instead of profiting $1 billion, I'm going to profit $1 billion minus $30 million. It's a win, you know, like, so right. like, there's yeah, no yeah, yeah. like financial crimes are just like, they're not taken seriously. And the worst thing that happens, for the most part is is not eat jail time or anything, it's fines. And if that's the only danger like, that they have, they're just going to do it. And then if they get caught, whatever, we'll pay the fine. We're making billions of dollars a day. Yeah. It's, there's two things I want to say. One is like, it's like in New York when the FedEx and the UPS trucks, you walk by them in New York, they're double parked everywhere and they yeah. have 7,000 tickets on their windshield. Yeah. It's, it's because FedEx and UPS in New York just has an account for tickets. Like they, yeah. they're just write-offs because they're just going right. to get them. They're like, fuck it, just take the ticket. Who cares? Yeah. But And, and secondly, it's like, um, uh, yeah, it, somebody made a, a great point that it's like, if you're if the punishment for a crime for uh, yeah if the punishment for a financial crime is a fine then you don't really care about the crime you're just you just want to cut <laughs> like right yeah right. right yeah that's yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah and then that's you're really, like you guys aren't so even getting bad. that big of a cut you fucking idiots I know. yeah <laughs> like you're getting a 1.5% yeah. uh, uh, cut it is just yeah. cost it's a cost of good soul that's all yeah. it it'd is. be like the, if a cop like pulled you over for having drugs and he's like your punishment is you have to give me 20% of your cocaine. <laughs> it's like, all right, here, here you go. Yeah. So that's basically what's happening. But the thing is, is like they keep like they sunk the price down like crazy in March. And that was like a huge fucking blow. But mm -hmm. the thing is, they like the more they do it and the longer it goes, the less effect their little the the assaults on the price have so at some point it's just it's really just a matter of waiting i do, think do you think I it think, genuinely will slingshot as people say to the moon as if what's interesting <sighs> is like isn't it considered to the isn't a fucking one thousand percent gain isn't that to the moon guys that, I doesn't know, that isn't that the what is the moon where do we go we won here's where it becomes QAnon again because these guys, these people have no uh, realistic ideas of like of that concept. They basically just hear name your price and like they've agreed that the floor is now twenty five million dollars a share, which is well, that's right. In my <laughs> opinion, is incredibly unrealistic. But again, but here's the thing: it's like wait, there's there's there, there, wait, back up for a second. They think <laughs> that the GME stock will be trading at what? They're saying that like I'm holding until the stock price gets to $25 million. But there's no stock like Tesla trades at 800 a share. What does that mean? Like, right. It's just, it's because the thing is, is that like, if you can name your price, then you can name, because if they have to buy back your shares, Oh, if right. They are legally I see. obligated to buy back your shares at whatever price, then you can set the price at $25 million and they would have to buy that back. But right, here's right, the thing. Right, it's right, like right, there's right, 300,000 million people, whatever it is. It's like if a million people all get a million dollars, there's no such thing as millionaires anymore. You know what I mean? That money yeah, is yeah, like yeah. being a millionaire is middle class again. To value. Again, yeah. But it's like, yeah. But And also it's like I don't know if it can realistically go that high. And don't you think the government's going to step in before you get to a million or like something? It'll I, never. I yeah, don't, it'll, yeah. There's also like it'll, if it yeah. gets to a hundred thousand, it's like we're in the trillions of dollars in terms of like all the shares that people. Owe. It's like there's not enough it, money in yeah. the world for you for everybody to get twenty five million dollars. It share. would basically it would take GME getting into the, uh, it would take GME getting to a level of like where it's trading higher than Tesla. 
or something yeah. for the government to step in and be like, all right, this is ridiculous. What's happening? Right. And I'm not going to let it, they didn't let it go to $500. Yeah. Who do you, you, yeah. Yeah, who do you think, yeah. Who do you think is going to get fucked at the end? Who do you think they're going to go after? Right. Who do you yeah, think is exactly. going to lose? The retail investors are the, the hedge funds. Yeah. The hedge funds are going to find a way to win every time. So for <laughs> investors, it's like, it should be smart to just make your money back if you can. But this I mean, is, I'm down, but whatever. But this is why it's an interesting battle is because exorbitantly rich people are undefeated. There are two things that are undefeated, like insanely rich people and the Internet. So, <laughs> yeah, so it's no, no. So it's <laughs> like a really it's like true. It's like this is what's happening. It's like an, and don't get me wrong. There are people insanely rich people who are getting even more insanely rich off GameStop. It's not just yeah. like a guy who made 30K a year right, yeah. now. Right. To be honest, but but it's like the internet is an unstoppable force, and multi 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 millionaires hedge funds are immovable objects. So yeah. like this, it's like I think the internet's undefeated, and yeah. the internet will remain undefeated till the end of time because it's the internet. Yeah, and that's just how it is. Even even fucking hedge fund billionaires are worth three hundred million dollars, whatever the hedge funds worth. It is probably billions, but. Even they can't. They can't beat the internet. If they can't beat the internet, can anyone? Yeah, really. So well, the, one of the interesting things is that's such a great point you brought. I up. thank you. I know. Well, <laughs> it's also, <laughs> I'm just kidding. It's a great point because it's like you're battling against internet gamers, people who've been gaming their whole life, and like somebody was like, somebody made the point. He's like, dude. Do you really think you're going to bore me into selling by fucking just have, like, That's what I, I think. I've been playing World of Warcraft my whole life, spending Friday nights just going around getting XP points. Like, <laughs> fucking chopping wood. That's like yeah, what those exactly. games are. It's like I need to I need to get my lumberjack skills up. So let me chop wood for two hours so that I have level twenty one lumberjacking. It's so funny. I've so played true. those games. I've played RuneScape yeah. and like RuneScape is like let me just fish. Yeah, let me fish for you know fucking fucking boring (laughs) fishing is in real life. I'm fishing in a video game. Well, it's crazy. I was talking to Jordan about this too because uh, they had no business shorting this company because they know they don't understand anything about gaming. It's like they they're like, oh, this company's gonna go out of business. The reason GameStop didn't go out of business is purely based off like. Dude, the Xbox One, there's a new Xbox and a new PlayStation came out. Like, yeah, they're going to see an influx of, cu- influx of customers. And they're like, well, everybody's buying their games on digital. It's like, well, then why do they keep making the discs? Why do they keep, like, people keep insisting on the discs? And so they didn't, they had no idea about, like, what the gaming landscape looks like and how much money there is in it. And again, they had no idea that motherfuckers will just, look, fuck it. I've been. There's people on there who's like, I've been poor my whole life. If this shit doesn't work out, I'm just still going to be poor. But if it does work out, then I'll be rich. So I'll wait for it. Like, in, in their eyes, they'll be worth uh, $340 billion. Yeah, uh. exactly, which is insane. <laughs> I just don't I – don't, I don't know if I buy that. I think that's a crazy number. But I think the thought process is, is like if one person bought one share, then they need life – they're like, don't hold out for – Hold out for life-changing money is what the – That's true. Is. If you have one share, you might yeah. – that, and that there is good logic there to be like – and yeah. even if it's like year-changing money, like if you bought one yeah. share at $200, then it's, it went up to somehow – because there is the thing called the short squeeze, which is like I don't know exactly what it is, but it's when it yeah. squeezes and you know there's a case study when Volkswagen from the early 2000s right. or something like it, – its shares went up like it was like it's like a 50x or a 100x so yeah. it was like 20 dollars a share and then it was a thousand if that happens with gamestop from 200 dollars a share goes up 100x yeah. that is like twenty thousand. that's the logic and you go like you know what yeah. fuck it you might as well sense. hold off for yeah. that 25 million yeah. Yeah. No, but maybe, maybe $2,000, maybe a thousand. Right. Yeah. I don't know. And that, my point is like people were, okay, two, two quick things. Cause I, I can say a lot about this stuff. Cut to four hours later. It's <laughs> the first four hours later. <laughs> <That's my job. laughs> yeah. But, um, but like, okay. So there's this one dude, DFV. He's the guy who like basically Robert, deep fucking value. Keith Gill, Keith Gill. He's he the that it was, ring leader of this all. Not ring leader. That's ring a, leaders. that's a bad word choice. Yeah. That's an offensive word choice. The guy who discovered, and pioneered does, that the shorts had there was this much short interest, right? He discovered that it was undervalued at the price that it was 
you know, in like 2019, and then just basically said, "Hey, just he started doing YouTube, YouTube streams, and it's so funny to see how many." streamers he had at the time he's like streaming for like three people <laughs> at the time just talking about GameStop. so anyway like he um he had uh call options he had originally bought like 100 he bought like fifty thousand, and then he did the senate hearing after the january stuff happened he went on in the senate and then some like smart ass like senator was like well the the uh, stock is worth forty dollars. Would you buy it now? And he's like, "Yeah, I would." And then he went that night and bought like fifty thousand more. He doubled shares. up. <laughs> yeah, he doubled up. <laughs> and then, like, like again, I told like two days later, it started fucking cranking back up. So anyway, like, oh my god. So like around like April or something, he was like, "All right, I got to take a break." And he like he said, "My final update." And it turns out he doubled down. So he bought like. So he's at 200,000 shares. He quadrupled down, I should say. So he, he he's at 200,000 shares now. And my thing is like, okay, if the stock can go to 25 million, let's say it if he actually thought it could go to 2 million, why wouldn't he just buy one share? You know, you see what I'm saying? It's yeah. like why would you buy 200 why would you buy 100,000 more shares if you realistically thought that it could go to a million? You'd be like, well, I mean, well, yeah. I'll just buy like uh, how much money do you need but maybe he's a crazy insane guy who wants billions of dollars or trillions of dollars at this point um but and one last real quick I, I sorry to cut you off with but like people were like i can only afford one share so hold for one 25 million for me guys and i'm like if you can only if uh, i want life-changing money i'm like if you can only afford one share then like a thousand dollars is life-changing money to you if you doubled it you're like yeah, holy yeah, shit your life is changed. If you're yeah like, oh, guys i'm homeless right now then a thousand dollars is human right right yeah i mean that's a good point like if if this guy was and that's it's because there's no universe where the stock go price goes into the millions there's just it's not gonna happen i don't know but but if it goes if you own two hundred thousand shares and it goes up to nine hundred dollars a share you're a millionaire you know what i mean so like that's really the end game there yeah and i think for him too this is this is he, he has the money and he has the like i think I don't know for sure, but I think part of this is just like I'm fucking the man. Like for him personally, I've obviously a lot of people in Wall Street bet yeah. feel that way. But I think in his way, he's like yeah. he's like. And then they did the whole Senate hearing, and he's like, "Well, I told everybody, and like it's still happening. Like nothing. Yeah. Like you know what I mean." So I guess in his he mind, he's like, "Fuck it, I'll buy more, and then I'll just keep posting it, and people will be like, right. if nothing else, it's just to show you how stupid the system is." Like it should be illegal to short. <laughs> yeah, it should be illegal to short. It really. Sh- it's like so. You know what should be illegal? It should be illegal. No, it should be illegal for me to lose money. But everyone else, <laughs> everyone else, it should be illegal. Yeah. Okay, but no, like it's weird it, because like it, I I don't know if I co- totally agree. Naked shorting should be illegal. Like creating fake shares to short. But the idea of yeah. like puts and calls is like that's you're basically just saying. You're just taking a bet. It's basically like just, yeah, it's just gambling. But but gambling is illegal in a lot of places, and also it's antithetical to the idea of investing. You're trying to yeah. make money, and you're trying to invest in companies that you believe in that can make money. But because of these whole option things, nobody does that anymore. Yeah. They're approaching it from yeah. a a gains perspective and it's like it could be a dildo yeah. factory but if they think like <laughs> if they think that it's going to go up they're going to buy into it and then the minute it goes up they're going to sell it so like if you're a company you're that you're that dildo factory you realize that like going public <laughs> in the stock market doesn't help you because the only time people are going to buy your stock is to try to flip it real quick to make money off yep. of it so it's like it's just antithetical to the whole idea of investing it's like it, well, it's that's why it's a yeah, it's a it's, it's a game. So like but to me, like you gotta like limit some of this shit because you. But I don't know. I, go ahead. I will say our generation invests differently than our parents' generation. Our parents' generation is like find a company you believe in for ten to twenty years, and yep. you'll make three to five percent returns every year. And our generation right. is like, if I can't quadruple my money in six yeah. hours, I'm fucking out. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> if yeah. I can't, <laughs> I don't give a yeah. fuck. If they're not giving me 800% returns in under a week, they can go the fuck to hell. <laughs> yeah, we're all uh, Daniel Day-Lewis and there will be blood looking for the fucking oil thing. Yeah. I'm like just looking for that yeah. one oil pipe. 
Because we're fucking, we have a, a short attention spans. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and it's I, I guess it's just like you can still make money doing it the old school way. I mean, that's kind of what I've done. I, I doubled down on like I, I, I sold my GME. I sold my AMC, which I am now down in my portfolio pretty much a thousand and some dollars. But the new stocks that I've bought are performing well. One, again, I'm not a financial expert. It's CCIV is a SPAC. It's merging with Lucid Motors and Lucid Motors is going to be like Tesla's main rival. That's going to blow up and like I'm on the ground floor there. And I don't know. I, I think the importantly, hold the fuck on. If we're not going to talk about Brentcoin, I'm offended. Oh, yeah, really? I'm Dude, offended. Well, I'm, I'm offended. Um, I'm kidding. That I'm was my offended. next. That was my next thing. <laughs> not only do I own CCIV, which is going to merge to be Lucid Motors. Not only did I acquire uh, IPOE, which was a SPAC that became SoFi, and then the stock the stock price went up. Um, I also have 177 Brett coin in my uh, Coinbase wallet. Portfolio. So, That's right. Yeah. And, you know, who knows? We might do a, a merger with Amazon. Uh, we're looking into, <laughs> you know, potential mergers with Amazon. I might. I might. That it, actually might be illegal for you to say, Brett. <laughs> <laughs> that actually might not be okay. I said we might. I didn't say it was happening. Yeah. I said, we, I don't know. I'll look into it. I'll look into, I kind of want a conglomerate of me, Disney, Amazon, Netflix, Google. I think us, we'll call it bang stocks. Have you heard of the term fang? We're going to call it bang, no. which is Brett coin, uh, Amazon, Netflix, and Google. <laughs> 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 well, I own officially 177.8213698888 of Bretcoin. I want to tell people who are listening and uh, we'll talk I you know, we'll talk more about the details of Bretcoin on a later episode, but if anyone's listening and they are interested, we are available on Uniswap and uh, you know, so go to Uniswap if you have trouble, just message me on Instagram. I'll help you figure out how to get. Also, money. I believe you put up a tutorial on YouTube, Brett, of how to buy it. Yeah, we got to make it shorter. That one like makes it seem more complex than it is. It's not that right. hard. It right. makes it. It's yeah, eight it, minutes it, long, and it, it gets right. confusing. It's like it's it's not hard. It just seems yeah. like it because there's a couple terms none of us have ever heard, like Uniswap. Yeah, that's what, that's what I found out. Like when I first started doing it, it was like really intimidating and I got stuck a few different times. But after you figure it out, it becomes pretty obvious and you go, oh, right, 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 right. So if you're listening and you want to get some Brett coin, it's not as hard as it seems. And if you need to message uh, Brett for any advice, do that on Instagram. Um, but uh, buy Brett coin to the sun. That's to the sun, y'all. Lots of ta- lots of tales coming up. I'm actually this is actually true. One of uh, my friends from comedy is starting work at Coinbase in a week, and mm-hmm. uh, you know we're getting lunch Thursday. That's true. I will never lie to my investors. Is there an Amazon? <laughs> is there an Amazon merger? I can't say. You know, I don't. I don't need to dispel rumors. Rumors are rumors. Is there? I don't know. We'll we're you know let we'll talk, but. That one is actually true. It's just he's working there. I don't even know his job. Yeah, he's but. starting there. Yeah, he's yeah, like so he's funny. the he's like the he's the, he's the janitor who cleans yeah. the floors at the Coinbase office. That's so funny. <laughs> it's hey, however the fuck you can say I'm meeting with yeah. someone who works yeah. at Coinbase. Yeah, we're we're going out to lunch. It's going to be at Burger King, and uh, <laughs> it probably will be. <laughs> um, but yeah, but. do that. Go to brettcoin.org and um, follow me on Instagram I think at it's Nick. Good. Whitmer, whatever. Uh, yeah, I yeah, figured we were ending right. Went into plugs, so it was good. Yeah, ChristianDuranComedy.com, King Latif on all streaming platforms. Stream that shit. Thank you guys so much. We'll see you next week. All right, peace. Ooh, yeah.